Imagine you picked up the most important book in the world, a book with words that can transform hearts. Now imagine it was full of highlights and notes in the margin, and you could see how this book has transformed someone's heart. This is the Podcast. These are the discussions of twin pastors who share their underlining and highlighting. morning Jonathan <laughs> we are uh closing out our ninth season of the notable podcast today not notable because it's anything special but but we're just writing down in the margins of our bibles what what we what we want to remember um about different verses kind of like you get your highlighter out and we just wanted to thank you all you listeners who came along with us for this journey, it's been really a uh, a deepening of faith and um, a wrestling it out with the Holy Spirit here in this book of Habakkuk. And we actually only have one verse left. It's it's, but it is the capstone. We save this one on purpose. It is the capstone for the whole book of Habakkuk, and it goes like this: This is Habakkuk three nineteen. Um, the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. And then the book comes to an end. <laughs> so um, we got to talk about deer today, Jonathan. We got to talk about deer. <laughs> Take us in. Thanks. Well, thanks everyone for coming on on the journey. Uh, treading with us through the book to grab up some of the some of the language here from the verse and thank you also for all the encouragements along the way we we did hear from um, a number of people from all over the place um, just encouraging us in the work here and that's really much appreciated and um, if you are blessed by this uh, podcast think about think about um, giving us a rating on whatever platform you're using and um, letting us know about it. We love getting feedback from people who are listening in. Yeah, we're we're talking about talking about deer, and uh, what I want to do is just uh, take everybody back for a second. Timothy, you referenced uh, a clip on YouTube way back at the beginning of the season. I have no idea when we started it, but if you go back to that clip, and you can you can. Uh, Go ahead and search it on YouTube. Actually, there's this there's this clip of um, of an ibex, and an ibex is is a it's it's a nice parallel at least to this kind of deer that we're talking about. We are talking about this kind of um, animal uh, that can get around in the mountains. So an ibex is a nice uh, modern equivalent, and there's this there's this one clip that really captured my imagination actually a few years ago timothy i remember i shared with you a few years ago and when we were talking about what are what's what's the next season of of the notable podcast going to be we were we were batting around different ideas you know are we going to do jacob and we were pretty sure we were going to do jacob we 
we messed around with doing Psalm 119. And then I said, hey, take a look at this. And I, and I and think about Habakkuk and, and look at this clip and you're like, whoa, we got to do that. And so it was really it was really moving um, to you, too. And anyway, it's this clip and it's and it's really it's really well done. It's got this music in the background. It, it rises to a symphonic roar as you're looking at this this vertical rock wall of a dam. And it, it, it comes it comes into view there, really tall, steep dam, and, and it's sandwiched in the mountains. So you can see the mountains off to the side. And the camera, the camera works incredible. It it, it does something for me just because I'm not good with heights. Because what it does is it goes along the top of this hundreds uh, of feet tall dam and it has you look down on this on this dam and you can kind of imagine yourself going along the top and it makes you a little little bit queasy and you can kind of see like the verticality of it the height of it all the, the <laughs> you start imagining the millions of pounds of water pressure behind it and all of a sudden then the camera shows you this deer um this ibex at the bottom of the dam and and that so that is just where i want to pause right there is that here, much like in other parts of Scripture, you have the Holy Spirit comparing believers to an animal. So this is um, this is not unlike the Holy Spirit to do. The Holy Spirit often uses metaphors to enlighten various aspects of our existence. He's doing that again here. Um, probably the most common animal that the holy spirit uses to teach us things about ourselves in relationship to him would be the would be the sheep <laughs> it would be the sheep um commonly we are are pictured as sheep and there's a lot packed into that image um and actually you know it it's um it's a helpful start naming sheep um, for a reason, it's 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 a helpful for us to think about um, the similarities between sheep and deer. Um, they are both animals that are susceptible to predators. They are both animals that don't do well protecting themselves. <laughs> they are um, both uh, very vulnerable, um, fragile. Um, perhaps even pitiable <laughs> beings, if you think about it. And I, I had more to say about it, but I, I think that gets us a good start there, Timothy. It does, yeah. So, like, one of the things that you have to do when you get a metaphor like this, and there, it's comparison language, is you want to find touchstones to it. Like, why, why this particular simile if we wanted to be specific about it like why why this figure of speech and and that's got to be one of them is um these guys these deer are vulnerable like you said that we want to we we want to understand their weakness uh to put it another way because you know as you as you look at this verse what we have here it, 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 from a bird's eye view, and it's funny to talk about a bird's eye view, just one verse, is this is a tricola. This is a tricola. And you can, you can d divide the verse into three almost equal parts. 
And, you know, what do you do with that? There's going to be a lot of reflection there. There's going to be some parallelism that helps us to understand um, and advance the argument of the, of the verse. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of people and myself included get this wrong when they read the verse, like they think about, um, I, I think it was Malachi, uh, another, uh, where, where believers are com- compared to the calf that's out of the stall and they're kicking their feet up because the calf is just happy to be released. I remember that on my grandpa's farm. There's so much joy in that. And here in this verse, a lot of people read this and they're like, look, um, I'm up on the heights. I'm doing awesome. And it's just this joyful, peaceful, serene kind of thing. And and what they don't understand is that the deer is up there. And I, I you know, you can listen to the David Attenborough type style narrator and what they'd say is the deer you know like i'm not going to be stupid about it now but what they'll explain to you is deer go up on the heights for only two reasons like they don't actually want to be up there they're up there because of their vulnerability and, and weakness in other words down below there's predators and the deer can get up away from them in into um situations that the their predators cannot get to so they climb up there for for sheer survival. That's one reason, but also to eat. They need to be able to eat, and so they're they're they, when they're going up there on the heights. This isn't a party that they're going to. It's not the calf out of the barn, so to speak. This is this is um out of absolute necessity because they are they are defenseless creatures. Like they don't have the canines of a dog. They don't even have horns like we're going to talk about that later i think but this is um, this is about fragility this is about mm -hmm. vulnerability like at its base and even even the hebrew i i love that you brought out the tricolor and you're helping us understand that a little bit more even the hebrew is very suggestive more than suggestive it's just downright um spoken out there that this this deer is vulnerable because we find out in the hebrew it's it this is a female deer so it's it's not even like um for people who are out of milwaukee like it's not even a buck it's not it's not or if you want to use this language it's not a stag this 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 um this female deer doesn't even get antlers and we know that from from the hebrew and so this is this is about fragility and vulnerability uh, right away, and of course here here in Minnesota right now we are um, actually I'm not even sure I think the, I think the season's over now but it's deer season and in two ways not one um, the deer are, were recently in a rut and so they're running all over the place crazy and everybody you know everybody's like you know when you when you leave somewhere you leave church or you leave somebody's house, everybody says drive safely because you're going to see a deer and, and uh, often you're going to hit them. And of course, here in the Midwest, like you don't want them to be your hood ornament because they're pretty well fed off that corn. And it's it's a it's a big deal. It's 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 scary for for drivers and things like that. But of course, it's even scarier for the deer, you know, <laughs> 
it's even scarier for the deer. And so um, we we sense this. I, I, it culturally is wild. Like I, I think that's why a movie like Bambi works because there is something about the fragility and the vulnerability of a deer. Their big eyes, their graceful form, the way they jump, that draws us to them um, and enables us to sense, um, you know, their fear, um, just how it is for them. And so at the, at the very base, that's what we got here. Yeah, it, exactly. And it's it's something to to really consider, like the Holy Spirit could have used so many other comparisons but with the holy spirit and the kjv i think is best on this verse it's gonna sound crazy to say that but the kjv calls calls this deer a hind which is which is a female deer and a female deer has some special capabilities which we're going to talk about but this is all about part like we want to talk about the point of comparison the the point of comparison part of it is that this is the weakness of the deer. So like I talked before about how you can, this is a tricolon here. And so one, one third of the verse says the Lord is my strength. Okay. There's, there's one third. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. That's another third. And then he says, he enables me to tread on the heights. That's another third. And so it's, it's explain the, the verse is explaining, building, illustrating, what comes before and after and so what we're really talking about is how does it how does a, an animal that's vulnerable defenseless needy fragile um all of these different things get strength how do you get strength and the verse so beautifully points that out and says the, the sovereign lord is my strength and now we're starting to get somewhere like you um so part of Part of what we need to do here, Jonathan, I think, is realize what the Lord is saying in this verse when he says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Part of what you're saying there is, I don't have any on my own. <laughs> to put well, right. it, and, and I kind of we, backed into that, but that is what you're saying. Right. And this, we all know that because what we try to, we're dear. This is the Holy Spirit's telling us that here. And I think I think in our guts we fight that. And and because here this is what we've been doing in this podcast is we, we've been talking about how we respond to troubled times. And the Holy Spirit says, here's how you respond, you become a deer. This is who you are. You're a deer. And and we go, No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a deer. I, you know, I'm an owl. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all the wisdom and I'm gonna get all the knowledge and I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna go on the internet I'm gonna WebMD it I'm I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna solve it I'm an owl or maybe not maybe that's maybe it's not that maybe it's not I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna problem solve this to death I'm gonna obsess on it maybe it's not that maybe our primary um, animal instead is well you know. Um, we can start doing like big 10 teams and like, I'm going to be a badger. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to be a Wolverine and get fierce. I'm going to, or I'm going to be a lion. You know, like go start going NFL or something like that. And, uh, the Holy spirit's like, no, you're deer. 
and you don't even get antlers. <laughs> and so you you backed into it, but I think it's it's totally right. Like, okay, Lord, I'm a deer. What? And how how does this work then? And so the way that I think it works is like this: what our greatest weakness is when we fail to admit that we're weak. That's so, okay. like, I, I can I can illustrate this by one. There was one time we had a we had a plumbing issue with our with our dishwasher, and uh, I I went on YouTube like I was gonna do it. I was gonna do it. And I go on YouTube and blah, blah, I'm going to do it. And, and it's such a cliche, right? Like, I'm going to do it. And I did not do it. And there were disastrous consequences. And now, now my wife will not allow me to do any plumbing. And, and it was all because, well, I didn't want to admit my own weakness and inability and that that and in fact that was my greatest weakness that I wouldn't wouldn't do that because if I did then I would have found the right strength. And so admitting your weakness is um, and knowing your weakness is actually your greatest strength if you think about it. And now I'm actually being straight up biblical because the Apostle Paul he taught us the same thing. He said, "When I am weak, then I am strong," which sounds like a complete and utter oxymoron but it's but it's actually absolutely true because when you admit your weakness then you can actually find true strength which is exactly what the apostle paul is saying is that now i'm going to lean on the lord and that's what this verse is saying the sovereign i, I might be a deer but knowing that i'm a deer allows me to lean on the lord who is my strength and so the spirit is saying look you're not an owl and you're, you're not a wolverine or a badger or a lion. You are a deer. And when we embrace that, we find our strength. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So we, you, you know, this is how we open up that first part of the verse. The sovereign Lord is my strength. And, you know, that cuts in a lot of ways. It cuts two ways. It, it cuts us down to size. Like there's moments in my, in our life where we're like, I'm, I'm pretty strong. And um, spiritually, physically, psychologically. And then you find out you're not. <laughs> At a certain point, everyone finds out, oh, I guess I'm not as strong as I thought I was. And you get, you get cut down to size. And um, Habakkuk, I'm sure, could, could certainly relate to that. Like he's, He's the one writing this poetry inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what he wants us to know is like your strength's not inside you. Like you're not you're not gonna be able to look down deep and say, Oh, there there it is, I found my strength. Um what we, what we need to do is, is become a deer and say, I don't got any strength inside myself. I need to look outside myself and more specifically to the sovereign Lord. And who is saving, who is powerful. He is the Lord of hosts. And and put our eyes on him and and we'll find our strength. Yeah, if we're a deer, one thing that we can remember, if we're a deer in, in, our, in our trouble, 
I'm reminded here that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. So when our trouble is too much for us to handle and we're weak, um, we can lean on his strength. Amen. Yeah. I think what, so I think we've covered pretty good that first tricola. The, the sovereign Lord is my strength. Uh, we need to move into the second one. People are going to be like, whoa, you're not done. But <laughs> we need to talk about how he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. And and so like kind of what we've done so far, Jonathan, is just meditating on a deer in general. And we've thought about their weakness and vulnerability. But now we need to talk about their feet. And <laughs> um. We're, the Lord gives us hooves right here. <laughs> in, in a well, sense. yeah, and to, to go back to the YouTube clip, you have, it's, we were down at the bottom of the dam, but then what happens is, <laughs> for, for me, it, it, it kicks in because you see these these kids or these these little deer, and they start climbing up this sheer wall, and what you see is, they start going up. You see one of them kind of slip and fall down to the bottom of it. And it's fine because it's right there at the bottom. But then it gets right back up and it starts. And and it's an amazing thing because it, you, you there you are at the bottom. You can just sense the verticality of it. You can sense um, the the riskiness of the ascent. And you can see this mother deer. There it goes. Boom, 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 boom. Starts climbing up, 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 up. And it's going up this impossible impassable vertical height that churns your guts when you know if you're sensitive to that kind of thing and we we got we got a deer that's doing that and th this is where we can meditate on how like how is this deer doing it right and um you know part of it i think you were telling me this that uh we need to understand deer feet a little bit and get a little bit scientific about this and just make some observations. But this is what I understand about deer feet. I never knew this until I got into the sermon a little bit more. But a hind hat is special in a, in, in a couple of different ways. One thing I learned um, from the David Attenboroughs of the world is that a hind, do I have this right, Jonathan? that a hind can take her feet and instead of using four footholds she only needs two so in other words she can take her her, her front hooves and then all mat put her back feet on the same exact hold on this like clinging to the side of a sheer cliff so it's an amazing thing and i i think um that that's why they called her a hind because yeah, of, she's of the ability, phenomenon. yeah, for the ability of of what her hind like feet can can do. Um, the other thing about their hooves, and I, this, this is just an incredible thing, is they kind of work like suction cups um, because of the bony exterior part of the hoof. and then the inside being a little bit softer, made of like keratin, I think they call it the 
the hooves can not only share the same grip point, but they kind of suck on and latch on. And so what you've got here in the poetry um, is, and what, what, and it deepens our understanding of like, what does it mean that we're, we're able to have these um, deer, like he makes our feet like the, like the feet of the deer so that we can traverse risky, dangerous, really impossible paths um, in, uh, you know, don't look down kind of situations, if you will. Well, and, and it's not even, it's not even like you're doing this like a mountain climb or something like that. Like these deer are moving swiftly and securely. And you, you what you need to do is go on YouTube and check it out because it, it'll help you meditate on what the saying. Like God is come, the Lord is coming to us and he's saying, this is what your life is. When you're going through the worst times in your life, I mean, the most impossible, impassable terrain, when you, terrain, when you're looking at it, I want you to know something. This is how you're going to move through it. You're going to move through it with confidence. You're going to move through it um, securely. And uh, you're going to be, you're going to be like a deer, like a hind in that respect. You're going to, other people are going to look at it and they're going to say, I can't get through that. And a Christian's going to say, I will. And so this is what we're doing right now. We, we, we are, we're tightening up this image with, with the prophet. And we are now focusing on a specific body part, a sp specific anatomy in the deer. And what I want to point out about that it is, is, is that the prophet does not focus us on the deer eyes. Now, normally, when we look at deer, we're thinking about their eyes. They, they, they're so graceful. They're so doughy, you know, like that. Um, and eyes in the, that's significant. Eyes in the Bible are a symbol of knowledge. When you, eyes see and they take in and they know. And, and so, for example, in, in other parts of the Bible, when, when, when we're told that God is seeing or that he has eyes, uh, what what it's talking about is that that the Lord is omniscient, that He knows everything, that He knows what's happened, that He knows what is happening, that He knows what will happen, and so eyes equal knowledge. But this is and this is critical because what we're what the the prophets helping us do is live by faith in troubled times, in in really difficult terrain in our lives, and the prophet does not say you're going to get eyes. He doesn't say that. Um, and so what he's taking away from us here is he's saying, look, you're not going to have a deer in the deer in the headlights. Look, that's not what it's, you're not. This isn't about anxiety. This is a, this is a, a call away from that. I heard one theologian talk about what anxiety is. And that theolo that theologian said that anxiety is the assumption of omniscience. Why do you get so anxious about it? Why do you, why do we get so worried about it? Because we're assuming we know what has to happen next. We we see that we know that, and we're like, oh no, that might not happen next, and that's what makes us anxious. Something else might. And what what the victory of faith does? What what faith does is faith says, I don't need to know what happens next. I just need to know who is guiding what happened next. And so faith doesn't assume it knows. 
it assumes God knows and I'm going to be okay because of that. And so let me reiterate, let, let me say this another way. Faith is not the confidence we know what has to happen next. Actually, faith in what makes us live securely and without great anxiety and worry is that we know that whatever happens next, God is going to place our feet securely. He's going to carry us and um, give us confidence that he's with us and he's going to carry us through. No matter how vertical, no matter how impossible, no matter how impassable, we're going to end up treading on it. So true. Did you have more on that? Because I, I just wanted to reflect on the fact that we are going to, you know, we, we talked about how the first tricol of the verse really cuts both ways. Um, so does the second. So does the second. And, and here's what I mean. Like, what, what, what Bacchick is saying is that you're actually going to need your feet, first of all. Like that, you're gonna you're gonna be. In other words, you're gonna get to these life situations, and the you're gonna have two grips like a hind, and you're gonna need suction cup feet, where you take, cause cause if you didn't have those feet, and you had clumsy feet like mine that are size thirteen, if you're anyone out there's wondering, and you're looking for a grip with a sheer cliff. What, what what's going to happen is you're going to take a wrong step and plunge all the way down and um, end up in a place where you don't want to want to be. You're going to get to these places in your life. And um, I, I remember meeting one of my members. She was literally spiritually hanging off the side of a cliff and cancer was ravaging her body. And, um, she, she was one of those people where, even though she needed care, she ended up caring for the nurses with her, with her great joy and her smile. And I would come in, her body was wasting away like only skin and bones. And she'd say, God is so good to me. He'll save me from this because that's what he does. And then she'd ask me how I was doing. Um, so she, I, I would look at her and be like, you got deer feet. You got deer feet, so agile, so able to cling above um, and and walk above and, and get to the heights, so to say. And and Habakkuk is saying, like, there's not all of life. Like, will, will you need feet like that? Sometimes the clumsy feet will get you by. But then there's going to be other times where you're going to need these deer feet. And, um, and I, Habakkuk needed that. Like, if you, if you pull back and look at, the book as a whole um, what he was lacking at the beginning of the book was deer feet he was, it was he just had clumsy feet but now um he was able to even look at societal we, we talked about this last week society wide devastation and he could climb above it he could climb above it see he, he enabled, i hope this is i want this to be the, the highest comfort for everybody you're going to have deer feet. That's what the Lord does. He gives you deer feet. He He gives you the ability to do to do the impossible. And th this is where I think comfort comes in. Before we go to the next part here, is 
I think the scariest in life, the scariest things in life often are not what actually are happening to you in the moment. Instead, it's what could. So like, like one example of that would be, um, I have three miracle children. I, in, in their own way, each, each one of my children are miracle children. They shouldn't be with us right now, and, and, and they all are. And my wife and I are so thankful. Um, but here's, here's the scary part. Um, as everyone knows, the more people you love in the world, uh, the more chances you have to lose them. And, and the scariest thing in life is not what is happening to you often, but what could. And what the here's what the narrative, this is what Habakkuk is giving. He's giving us the gift of the deer, and he's saying, you don't have to worry about that. Even if the worst comes, even, even if you're staring at something like the, like the death of your own child, um, that somehow, some way, he's going to give you uh, the feet you need to get in those cracks and crevices that you didn't know existed, place your feet on another rock, and move ahead with him. And do not fear, you know, do not fear. The Lord himself is going to, he can make you climb anything. That's it. And if there's any verse in the Bible, by the way, like, I don't think we've met, met um, excuse me, said this out loud yet, but this verse, this is um, iconic and thematic and important enough that this this runs as a motif throughout scripture like uh th there's three other places in the bible where we're we're given deer feet and and so um habakkuk is really uh, picking that up in his book um and I, and maybe i just want to emphasize this this is a big part of the christian life and um to, to get this yeah I, I i i think we we do need to talk about that like when that youtube clip timothy eventually you see the deer at the top and it's amazing you see the camera panning and all this stuff you hopefully i've talked enough about it that people will go watch it and just get this imprinted on on um themselves like like it is for me um but yeah, at the end of the clip, you see the reason why the deer climb it is not just because it's fun, but apparently they climb this dam because these rocks out of which the dam was built um, are leaking salt, and they need the salt to regulate their bodily body systems. And so they get up there and they start they start licking the salt, and there they are. They're they're running like running and playing and walking across these sheer walls and the the music in the background is, is magical and, and whimsical and and it's amazing you see these deer and then they, they climb down they bound off and and they're living life and 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 you're right this is this is a major biblical motif and it and it runs in the lines of of really uh famous and beloved verses like philippians 4 13 um where uh, you know, people love that verse, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through through Christ who strengthens me. We, we love that verse. I love that verse. People love that verse because it it, it talks about the victory of faith. And, and you know, I, I like to tell people all things means all things. And 
there's other verses with probably less famous, but they have the same idea. Um, the Apostle John talks about the victory of faith. Faith, he says that the person born of God, and there he's talking about somebody um, who has the new life of faith in them, then overcomes the world. <laughs> that it's that wow, that that person overcome. That's the victory of faith. Um, and and so here we have something that's that's really looking at here and laying out for us the the victory of faith and and you're right this is a long this has a long biblical pedigree and it's worth us knowing this um did you know i know you did when i'm talking to our audience but did you know that these words the first kernel of them actually is is, is found in moses here moses is wrapping up his his great um speech um the second giving of the law deuteronomy um to god's people israel and so he's wrapping this up and this is what he says there he says you will this is the first time he invokes this kind of language he says you will tread on the heights of your enemy so so there moses is, is invoking um the geography of the place in which the people are standing and he's saying look at these mountains you're going to tread on the heights of your enemies and that's where we first get this idea um, in the scriptures. King David then picks it up again. And actually, we found this, we find this twice in scripture. <laughs> the same verse, um, very significant. So King David puts this in, in 2 Samuel chapter 22. Then we have the same psalm in um, Psalm 18, which should tell us the significance of that psalm, that it makes it into the Bible twice. But King David, he takes the, those words of, of Moses, and he what he does there is he makes an addition. He adds the image of the deer, and so this is where what, what we get in David. We got Moses. Now here's where we get David. He makes my listen to this. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights, and so there you can see that David has appropriated the language of Moses, and it sounds almost identical to Habakkuk. You can see that Habakkuk has then um, reappropriated re all this, and he has, and he's taken the, the language of David, and now he has, he has slapped it on the end of his book as, as the pinnacle and the climax and, and the height of his book. And so he's, uh, Habakkuk's appropriating David, who first appropriated Moses. So we have we have this biblical tradition that this is all running in, but it's not identical. If you think it's identical, that's because you were listening to the English and not the Hebrew. Habakkuk actually does add his own twist because what happens here is that Habakkuk adds the word mine. It doesn't show up in the NIV, um, unfortunately, but what Habakkuk says is he enables me to tread on my heights at the end and that's what he says in hebrew so habakkuk personalizes this image and he says for every single christian this is amazing stuff habakkuk takes the words of david and he personal person personalizes it for every single christian out there for every single circumstance out there and he says there's nothing you can't get through there's nothing you're not going to walk on there's nothing you can't conquer there's nothing you won't rise over, and that is 
the victory of faith. Your personal heights will be found beneath you. Very victorious. It's so victorious. And I want to, I want to help under, like help our listeners understand this victory. A lot of people think like, like that Philippians verse you, you, you quoted, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, strengthens me. Or, you know, here we are in the book of Habakkuk and it says he enables me to, to um, walk on my heights as, as you so poetically pointed out. What you have to get is that Habakkuk here is in no way able to change his circumstances. What's, what's actually happening here is the Lord has told him, you think you got it bad now, it's going to get worse. And th- that's the, that's, one of the messages of the book and yet the lord gives them theological and faith tools to to rise above that and pass above it so what's happening here in this book is habakkuk's circumstances have not gotten any better he hasn't been able to impact the the destruction and the plan of god to to bring down that destruction uh even one little bit all of those things are still true. They're still going to happen. And yet what has happened is Habakkuk has changed on the inside. His circumstances haven't changed, but he's changed. And oftentimes in life, and I, I don't know if Christians really get this, is that the Lord, like we pray the Lord's prayer, thy will be done. And we're, we don't really mean it, not yet. Because what we're really wanting is for the Lord to change our circumstances. And yet, I wonder how many times in life the Lord's going to say, nope, I'm not changing your circumstances. I'm going to change you. And and what you, what's going to happen is, is you're going to get this de- these deer feet, and it will be victorious, and you will stand in the end. Um, but nothing's going to change except your heart. And, and that is the victory of faith right there. So, it, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means you can climb over everything. It, it doesn't mean that you can become an NBA player because you, you set your heart on it. That makes sense. It means that you're going to come through. Yeah. It means that you can come through uh, with joy and that you can stand there trusting in the Lord. That is the victory of faith. I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about about this except except this. I have one application, but one one last little piece of um, dear imagery here. How, how do how do we get how do we get this 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 ultimate confidence that God is is guiding our lives, that He's loving us, that He's redeeming us, that He's helping us? Um, I think I think here we go. I, I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a run here. There's one last thing I haven't said about this deer image, and that it it strikes me as I as I, as I myself pondered the image is that biblically speaking, one of the most significant things about deer is that they are not sacrificial animals. Uh, now, now uh, sheep are; <laughs> they can end up on the wood, you know. But deer, the only thing, the deer never gets sacrificed. Um, and in fact, um, this animal is not 
on its way. Very clearly, this animal's not on its way to getting sacrificed, dying, anything. The only thing that's happening with this animal is it's going to go and joyously jump in life. And so I, I think that that's significant because as opposed to sheep, sheep very much are on their way to um, being sacrificed. I was, I was reminded of that. I, I don't know if you remember this, um, Timothy, but um, you could we could see the sheep when we, when we went on our trip to the Holy Land on that tour. We could see the Palestinian shepherds out there in the Judean hills. And one of the meditations I learned later, um, and I only heard this story later, was um, there was another tour group that was taking taking a tour um, in Israel. And as the story goes, um, the tour guide was explaining, you, you can see over there that that's um, a shepherd. Um, what shepherds do is they are in front of the sheep and then the sheep follow them. And, and all of a sudden, the, the, tour, the tour guide, it was pointed out to the tour guide that, no, this particular shepherd, it looks like um, he's driving the sheep, so he's behind the sheep. And the tour guide gets out and he asks the, the, the this, this alleged shepherd about it. And the um, tour guide comes back in with a wry smile on his face. And as the story goes, the tour guide says, um, that actually wasn't a shepherd. <laughs> that was the butcher. And he's, and he's driving the sheep. And it, it's this reminder of who Jesus really is. He, he is the shepherd, and he calls to us. Um, he's going ahead of us. He's calling to us. And the way that he calls to us to trust him is he says, look, um, you're dear, but I am not only your shepherd in the scriptures. He is also the great sheep. He is the one who laid down his life for us. He is the one who suffered for us. He was the one who was sacrificial for us to release us from every sin. Because remember that Judah's getting what it had coming to them. Um, we know that from this book. Um, they were being disciplined, not beyond measure, but they were being disciplined. Jesus says, look, I'm going to pay for all this. I am the sheep, but I'm also your shepherd. I'm going to go ahead of you so that you in life can live as a deer and not worry about it and be on the heights. It is Christ who finally does strengthen us to do this. Yeah. So, so true. And so like the way that this book of Habakkuk leaves off, then if I could just return that YouTube video for one more time is what we got here. That is a bunch of deer. And as believers, we got really good feet and you know, I, I saw this drone shot of like these 15 deer just hanging off the side of the mountain. And it's just this beautiful picture of the, of the Christian church. Like we're, we're talking about a people vulnerable to loss, to ups and downs, to living in a fallen world, but we're not cows. Uh, we're not, we're not Buffalo <laughs> to, to throw other words out there. Um, we're deer and, and that makes us able to be, to climb on the heights and, and we've got the feet to prove it.
and that is really, really victorious as we put our faith in Jesus. I got one last thing, and then and then I'm done. I, I want to. It's my prayer that this season and this episode that the Spirit has used this to turn you into a deer to put you on your heights wherever you're at right now, and to whatever extent that's true that you are spiritually on the heights as you listen to this. I suggest it's my prayer that you stay there. And I suggest that there's two ways that you can stay there. The first is that um, you look down from your heights. You look down. And when you look down, I suggest that you look down there into the deepest, darkest valley. And you'll, what, here's what you're going to see. You're going to see a cross that lifted you up. There's no sin of yours that's too big. There's no guilt that's too huge. You, you're you a deer because of the lamb. He's the one who has made you strong to climb. Look down at that. But then also do this. Look up. Because from the heights, you can see what's going on above. We When we when we did this um, worship series in church, uh, one of the, one of the songs we sang was, "There is a higher throne than all the world is known." And for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit used that. People were really moved. That one one man came out of church and and he had tears in his eyes. It was so beautiful. Looking up. Sometimes what we have to do is instead of obsessing about our troubles, um, getting bogged down in our troubles, living in the living in the valley. What we need to do is forget all the troubles. And look up, because beyond the clouds, there is the sun. And now I'm using that in a polyvalent way, using it to think about more than one thing. And there is a higher throne, and we've seen that. Habakkuk has seen that. And it's my prayer that those truths that we know from Scripture here, um, that God would give you wings to them, the feet of a deer. God grant it to you all. If you are moved and you want to support this ministry,